In the past, politicians promised to create a better world. They had different ways of achieving this, but their power and authority came from the optimistic visions they offered their people. Those dreams failed, and today people have lost faith in ideologies. Increasingly, politicians are seen simply as managers of public life. But now, they have discovered a new role that restores their power and authority. Instead of delivering dreams, politicians now promise to protect us from nightmares. Hello, this is Chaos Radio, the international edition, and it's episode 10 now. And this podcast comes directly from Zagreb in uh, Croatia, and I'm in a place here that is called Mama, and I'm going to explain what Mama is about. With me is Tom, and my name is Temperate Love. say hello to Tom. Ciao Tim. Hello. Now the recording works. Uh, didn't work at the first uh, try but now here is the second try and I think we're pretty safe now. So um, yeah let me introduce you first. Um, you are Tom or Tomislav uh, Medic and you are one of the organizers and activists here at a place called Mama. Um, Mama is uh, a a space, a location here in the center of Zagreb, but maybe you can explain it much better what uh, MAMA actually is. Okay. Uh, MAMA is a meat space um, in Zagreb um, and it's focusing on different uh, kinds of activities. Um, uh, it's a meat space for uh, people doing new media, for people doing social theory and uh, for people doing uh, civil uh, activism. So it's um, a general meeting place for all kinds of people. People just want to do projects or yeah. people want to meet new friends. Well, when you come to uh, MAMA, um, it, it has two faces or three faces. Uh, one of them is like a place to hang out uh, and uh, meet people. Uh, other phase is uh, more like a uh, cultural center phase. We maintain a monthly program here, which is done either by, by us or uh, other people whom we provide 
uh, free access to our to our facilities, and the third is um, uh, a cyber cafe, an internet cafe that we maintain here. So basically, um, everybody can just come and everybody finds something to do. Yeah, sure. We mm -hmm. also have um, a very good uh, library concentrating of several um, fields, and it's mostly cutting-edge publications. So it's new media art, new media theory, social theory, queer theory, um, and activism. So people can just come and browse through the library. Yeah, they can. And they do. They do, and or borrow books. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, even that. So, to describe the location a bit, there's a, um, a huge entry lounge with uh, comfy chairs where you can just hang around and uh, see the World Cup games as well right now. And there's another bigger room that um, is just a, an internet cafe, so there are several computers and they're all running Linux, as I've seen. Yeah. And uh, a third big room where we are right now, which is the presentation room. Screening room. This is for okay, watching movies, having lectures, doing workshops, whatever. Yes. So the multi-purpose uh, stuff. So this place is called Mama. What's the story behind this name? What, why is it called Mama? Uh, um, actually, there's uh, not so much a story behind. Uh, the name was given uh, only as a catch name, and it uh, it was uh, a creation theorist. Boris Boden, nowadays living in Berlin, who came up with the name. We later tried to come with uh, an, uh, a, a full name that this should be an acronym for, but uh, it really made no sense what we have come up with. It's like uh, multi-access media active, and um, so everybody forgot that. But Mama, Mama sounds like home. A yeah, in Mama a way. sounds. But if em uh, anybody is coming up with a good uh, explanation for the acronym, yeah, we are we are open you. for redefinitions. But there's also, um, apart from the um, location itself, there are several projects going on where people are just using this space for for meeting and organizing themselves like uh, a, a re record label called Igoboo Bits. Yeah, MAMA is a um, place where different communities come together which uh, work around um, our organization, which is Multimedia Institute. Um, in When we were opening MAMA in 2000, uh, a bunch of uh, young uh, music making people came here and at the time we were warming up for the idea of uh, free software and uh, the production and social model behind it and then we decided to use this um, uh, dynamics of people coming together and doing sets in MAMA to um, start uh, a music label which is nowadays both uh, net label and um, uh, releasing uh, label and um, it's called EgoBooBits, www.egoboobits.net. Um, nowadays it's a lively community of over 40 performing um, artists or groups. Over um, 40. Over mm -hmm. 40 and That's over 100 right. hours of free music. So originally when it started, we um, released everything under 
GNU GPL in order to promote GNU GPL and the although GPL is not really made for music content. Yeah, and at some point we in in 2004 we have uh, localized the Creative Commons licenses for uh, Croatia and um, sorry, my phone is ringing here. Oh. Are you localized the Creative Commons license for Croatia? Yes, we did, oh, and okay. I didn't know that. At that point, we also migrated the uh, the the label to uh, Creative Commons uh, attribution share alike, so the copyleft license among the that Creative that Commons that Creative license. Commons license that actually allows commercial use. Yes, which is quite a difference to all other net labels I know, because most of them go for usually go for a non. Commercial license. Well, we don't have uh, a business model, and maybe you don't need a business model when you have a share like copyleft license, which um, basically requires anyone who uses your content and makes derivatives of to release their music or their content as um, uh, free as they got it, so it needs to be copylefted. So right. it's um, very difficult to um, uh, it, it really non-commercial is uh, much more uh, of uh, a business model and maybe also a psychological factor there to uh, to reassure those who want to make business of it. But we are not so much making business of it, though it's quite successful. Uh, for instance, one group, uh, Zvuk Broda, which which also has quite a lot of German fans. I know that. Debug, uh, always like them, um, mm -hmm. made it to uh, number one at uh, the top uh, um, music television show in the national television. And uh, I mean, uh, this is possible in a market as small as Croatia is, uh, where attention economy at times can be much more effective than uh, the economy mm -hmm. uh, for, for how long labels has it wield. been that popular I mean it was just a, one a couple day of years uh, no it was for uh, um, a week maybe two it wasn't too long I mean but apparently it, but, but did the media take up on this uh, licensing thing or did they ignore it completely and they uh, semi ignored most of the time they ignored it's very difficult to push it through and it's already difficult to to push uh, through uh, uh, the agreement that they want uh, to sign you not to sign it on on um, waiving your copyrights because they are already waived in a way and they can't understand that and wow so um, this is one community which is pretty lively and around it uh, lots of free culture activities developed we also have a yearly annual festival uh, of free culture which is called uh, freedom to creativity um, we had it now for two years running first was more dealing with general issue of free culture this year is was dealing more with it's a festival uh, it's a festival so yeah but so it does not happen here at mama but somewhere else where is it uh it happens uh at reclaimed spaces uh for the exhibition for the concerts it happens in a club uh larger club music club in in zagreb and that's called reclaimed spaces no, we use... Uh, you reclaim spaces. Yeah, we reclaim ah. spaces for the exhibition ah, okay. part of it. Mm -hmm. um, this year it dealt with uh, open access and science issues and next 
uh, year we'll be dealing uh, with uh, free spectrum issues. And um, so this is one segment of the Wait, community. What do you mean by free spectrum issues? Free spectrum. Uh, so uh, electromagnetic spectrum. Oh, we're talking uh, about that spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so um, that is one kind of community. The other kind of community gathering here is a more geek hacker community. We have every Saturday uh, from noon until uh, the evening open end uh, get togethers of uh, tinkers and hackers who have their uh, skill sharing sessions uh, and they also meet on Tuesdays for their um, film screenings which are called Gigascope um, and then we have uh what, what, do you th what, what is um, I like I like the term skill sharing uh, is there any particular is just the name for the meeting or is there any particular it's concept attached it's a concept basically that we first uh, caught a glimpse of uh, when we were organizing summer source event at the island of Wies together with tactical tech and there was Patrice Riemens who organized uh, a bazaar where people would come and offer what they know and ask for something they don't know and this is the ba uh, basic underlying concept of these sessions but they can be also structured at times there are people holding lectures on particular issues um, and can do presentations of uh, their own pa things that they are passionate about in technologies um, but it need, needn't only be uh, technology it can be also be be different kinds of issues in productivity or knitting if I mean a anyone <laughs> is willing to offer if anyone that's your skill yeah can even share that so um, I like the name skill sharing is cool um, so hackers are part part of the um, of the of the concept of of Mama of this of this place, so they meet regularly and they have sort of uh, influence. There's also free software development going on in the yeah, context. Yeah, uh, in that context uh, of uh, free culture, free software, free software advocacy, we also have uh, our own in-house development. We maintain three free software projects. Uh, most significant of Th those three is uh, Tam Tam, which is uh, our flavor of Wiki, uh, which we've started like f some four years ago when um, Media Wiki was still in its infancy f uh, stage and, and could not deal good with, with multimedia content, and we needed something that could work well for mul uh, multimedia content because of our label. So. TamTam -tam is nowadays uh, progressed and it's much more than a wiki. Wiki is just a module of it and it's uh, a comprehensive con management system. We also have two other softwares that we are developing. One is uh, accounting software for non-governmental organizations uh, and the third one is um, uh, ma man managing uh, software for cyber cafes that we have sort of developed out of out of our own needs and this. Uh huh. That's interesting. So uh, I, I know that TamTam is written in Python. Is um, everything written in Python? Python seems to have a 
Yeah. Huge mind sh mindshare here. In the yeah, we have uh, 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 one strong developer who's good in that, uh, and then TamTam -tam was basically the basis of it, and other softwares developed around it, so they can interoperate. You can use like TamTam -tam to be uh, um, background for the accounting software, which is uh, sorry, client software so basically you can have sessions with someone uh, who can teach you how to use the software or who can teach you how to uh, keep your books uh, and and there's a name attached for the uh, managing software and uh, goat and goat yeah n-g-o-d-e n-g-o-d-e which and the, the the accounting software is that only suitable for Croatia or is it some kind no, of no? It's internationalized. Oh, it was also presented at the What the Hack. The uh, so What the Hack uh, open air event in, in Holland last year. Yeah, w we we also had an Australian developer who was working for a time with us uh, within our um, soft uh, uh, developers in residence program that we have here. Uh, and which is primarily oriented towards um, developers from uh, free software developers from uh, Eastern Europe and Asia, but we also had some from the Western countries. So we had like pe people like Adam Hyde, who was in residency for a part of the year um, last year, then uh, this Australian guy, Andy Nicholson, and then we had a guy from Indonesia recently, Umbuono, and now uh, there will be an Indian guy coming. So uh -huh. not, not, not everybody might be um, acquainted with that concept of, of an in-residence program. So what yeah, it comes what from uh, arts. Uh, art in residence. Art, artists in, in residence, residence right. program, which is you usually invite uh, an artist and provide him or her with uh, a space to work and space to stay and uh, some means to live so on. So that's, so that's they what you provide for, for the Yeah, and they, they can have them for a more or less free time to work on their own stuff or work together. Which is usually for how long? A uh, couple of weeks? Well, here with us it's two months. Two months. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we usually then work on, on something which is free software uh, and is related to uh, the software development that we have that is one of the prerequisite mm -hmm. uh, prerequisites so the last one was uh, though working on on uh, a software project which is not maintained by us tiddlywiki I know if you have heard it's a tiddlywiki it's a wiki contained in one HTML file. Ah, the JavaScript yeah, uh, wiki. So ah, yeah, yeah he uh, mm -hmm. the guy was developing common system for TiddlyWiki. So, well, this is, um, so this, uh, so they w w already here, there's quite some financial backing in, in involved in all this, this places run. So uh, you already mentioned it, the organization behind MAMA and all the activities that are going on here is called Multimedia Institute. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a not a very silly catchy name. name yeah, yeah, it's a silly name for uh, a community-based NGO. We are primarily a community of friends uh, with similar interests um, who have come together. So m our background is more in, in humanities and uh, much less so in technology uh, and 
uh, our primary uh, point of entry is more social uh, aspects of technologies and not so much um, technological development but as we worked uh, over time we, we have come to work also more on technological projects and we like this uh, area in between um, social activism and uh, technologies pr primarily free technologies so we are trying to introduce uh, hacker community more to the issues of social activism and vice versa social activists uh, and NGO people or um, just activists uh, to uh, free software and free technologies which they are most of the time not aware of so how, y how you do that how do you bring these two communities together I mean what's the basic approach there um, so um, uh, uh, that's a two-way approach. First, with developers, we try to put them in a setting which is more socially uh, uh, oriented towards social activism or cultural. They can meet real people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they can meet real people and, and really a mix of people. Mm -hmm. That's probably the most uh, important aspect, so socializing or uh, socialization. Uh, but also uh, trying to put pressure on, on, on uh, people from from activists seem to understand that there are technologies that are free and that uh, it's not the same fucking shit uh, uh, of uh, and, and the same uh, continuous issue of uh, exploitation uh, in technologies that there are differences to be made and, and that they need to understand that they can do something by using a certain kind of technology. That mm -hmm. So te teaching the technologies about the technologists about society and teaching the social Activists, guys about yeah. technology as well. Yeah. Um, well, in this context, I'd like to mention that that you have just started a new, well, exhibition called System Hack. It's written System Hack open parentheses, closed parentheses, so it's the programmer's writing. Um, can you explain what this exhibition is about? Um, well and why did you choose that name? Uh, well, the name is um, a metaphor we took from the programming syntax and it means if you uh, 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 that you would invoke uh, a hack method a method hack on uh, an object called system so uh, that's a metaphor for all kinds of uh, practices of hacking uh, closed systems but this exhibition then primarily uh, concentrates on hacking technology and te technology in its social context um, over the 20th century or expanded 20th century last 100 uh, years at least. yeah, yeah. Mm. so uh, it covers uh, uh, six hacks hi six historic hacks beginning with the war of the world uh, a media hoax by Orson Welles which, which was originally a book by H.G. Wells yes and science fiction book very popular one and um, Orson Welles with his radio, radio theater did uh, an adaptation which was done in such a way to use um, a new medium, radio, and a new format 
real-time or live uh, broadcasting uh, to create a simulation of uh, Martian invasion uh, uh, broadcasted or, or uh, reported live. Um, so um, that was probably the most significant uh, media hoax of all times, uh, at least uh, the largest uh, yeah, were collective delusion. Um, yeah, reacting very heavily to that to, to that transmission. So he was like sort of reciting the book, but in a way that everybody believed that it was real. Yeah, real especially those who right haven't tuned in at the beginning uh, to hear the, the <laughs> So yeah, they thought that this is re really happening. So. It, it it was a lesson in uh, simulation and, and media um, teaching us that the more media become credible and similar to reality, the less reality becomes uh, credible. So, and this is the consciousness that we had to live with in our uh, media age ever since that show. Um, so second in um, this history of hacks is Captain Crunch Whistle, which is uh, a toy whistle would come, which would come in uh, a box of uh, Captain Crunch cereal, uh, uh, cereals in uh, 1970s. Mm -hmm. And uh, two hackers, John Gracia and John Draper, discovered that if you would uh, whistle at 2600 uh, hertz uh, tone in the mouthpiece of a telephone, uh, it would uh, plug you into the operating mode on a long distance line so you could basically place your phone call for free and do all kinds of freaking of yeah mm -hmm. switching and relaying stuff yeah, that's uh, probably one of the most famous computer hacks or te technological free computer hacks, hacks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not really related to computing although it's uh, given it's also its name to the 2600 magazine in, in the US well, those guys were really the fathers or grandfathers of today's computer hacking and then they were called Freakers, which is uh, a name put together from uh, phone uh, and freaks, phone freaks and hackers, so Freakers. Um, and um, they were really uh, the original explorers of technological systems which would f inform something that we know today as uh, information communication technologies. Um, then Al Also with the political uh, part because uh, part of this phone freaking community was also opposing a war. The Vietnam War was go what was going on that basically said like we, we don't want to invest our money and as telephone calls are being taxed and money is being derived from that uh, that goes towards the war well we are going to phone for free now mm, yeah okay. and uh down the line uh down the historic line next uh is uh, GNU gpl uh which probably everyone knows about so it's uh the free software license it's interesting to see that you're considering it a hack it is a hack. It's uh, maybe uh, a hack in at its purest because it uses uh, the means of uh, closing something uh, and, and making it uh, proprietary and 
non-accessible into its uh, opposite. So it uses the copyright law not to close things uh, down or not to enclose them, but to free them up for uh, collective production. Using copyright to free the world yeah, from so copyright. Yeah, so it's a true hack. Right. That's, you know, that's like true, true you know, uh, Zen hack using the 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 force momentum of the enemy to uh, convert it into um, victory. Um, and then fourth uh, um, of our six objects is a um, mixture of uh, genetically modified seeds uh, which were part of a natural reality superweed kit project by British artist Heath Bunting uh, with which he tried to react to the increased adoption and uh, push for use commercial push for use of uh, genetically modified crops and he developed uh, a mixture of seeds uh, which if allowed to um, grow and cross-pollinate would create a superweed which could weed out genetically modified organisms which um, as people know uh, are stronger than organic crops uh, and um, this was uh, a means to uh, bring genetically modified organisms back into the public debate where no public debate was possible in the constellation of um, uh, market interest and uh, government regulation ignoring uh, this as uh, probably a long-term risk for Does our society. Does this weed really work or is it just a concept? Is it just an idea or is it... Well, uh, that's the catch with the weed. If it would be uh, let out in the free, it would not only weed out genetically modified organism, uh, crops, but it would also weed out all crops, also organic, uh, because it's uh, stronger. So uh, it's an ultimate weapon, so to say, and it, uh, so, uh, and, and, and it is comparable to uh, atomic uh, bomb or nuclear bomb, so the ultimate uh, weapon which you don't resort to necessarily in practice, but you can use it and wield it in um, the struggle over uh, public uh, and over the politic, uh, over the political issues. So um, it's it's Cold War in biotechnological age, so to say, mm. that uh, uh, Heath Bunting's uh, cultural terrorism agency was wielding with this mixture of seeds. <laughs> and then next down in line is uh, Linux uh, on Xbox project um, by Michael Stahl, uh, uh, which was a project bringing uh, Linux onto um, uh, Xboxes which were basically a full-fledged computers, crippled, uh, uh, pretty powerful uh, computers at the time in 2001 when they came out, crippled only to uh, uh, be able to be used uh, as uh, gaming consoles. So the idea was to free this uh, Microsoft subsidized uh, hardware and have cheap hardware and uh, free software running on it. Mm. Um, well, Michael also presented his um, his stuff on on, on the Chaos Communication yeah. Congress. Uh, so there are some talks 
on this uh, on this project available on the web also as a video recording especially from the last year and then uh well, last well, just just for uh, for a second i mean uh, so the hack in this context is uh opening up a platform that was supposed to be closed yeah in it's, a way. So it's, it's uh hacking trusted computing so uh the the catch with microsoft's hardware is that uh uh the hardware will not allow you to install any software which is not digitally signed by Microsoft. So the basic problem in this hack was how to work around uh, this uh, hardware protection measures, uh, this hardware protection measure, uh, which is called trusted compute computing uh, with its general name and Richard Stallman prefers to say computing you can or computers you cannot trust. Mm -hmm. um, and um, they have been continuing this uh, also in the, the GameCube yeah. and also and now the Xbox 360 is project. also on target. So in the last hack in the system hack exhibition uh, is symbolized by an uh, by a text marker. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the last hack uh, are basically two hacks. Uh, marker pen and shift key, uh, both of which were uh, notoriously used to um, circumvent the CD protection measures, digital right, rights management measures, which were used uh, by record labels to prevent people from uh, making copies or ripping CDs. Especially Sony. Uh, yeah, especially Sony. Um, and the latest installment of that story was Sony Rootkit, which so infamously failed. Um, and and uh, probably Marker Pen is uh, 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 in a way best example of what hacker culture stands for because it's an act of an anonymous hacker and it's really uh, uh, something that is lying around and that can be used to uh, overturn uh, a control mechanism. So uh, hacks are can be really all around us. A very, uh, very super simple thing that is applied to a very complicated system. Yeah. Which uh, yeah reverses its effects. Sort and of. so much of uh, the idea behind this exhibition uh, is uh, how um, how uh, the knowledge is being dealt in with within today's societies, complex societies, which would uh, prefer to entrust the knowledge on the makeup of technological systems to economic agents and to state regulation rather than uh, free uh, tinkering uh, hackers. And this is also how hackers become criminalized and perceived as as a figure of, of danger. And another level that we want to deal with this is how we uh, can uh, redefine what uh, history of technological innovation is, which is mostly dominated through patents and not innovations. So. Um, uh, this is uh, one idea that we wanted to, that we sort of abstracted from the history of art. Uh, and this is why we placed our exhibition in the hotel room. And, and in um, uh, 
late 20th century contemporary art decided that museums were the were the history generating uh, machines for art. They were the ones creating the context of history of art. If it's in a uh, museum, it's art. Yeah, and uh, it was a clearly defined um, track of what belongs to the canon and what doesn't and how uh, history can be subverted. That, that was the mechanism of museum, but the uh, contemporary artists of the late 20th century decided to move away from this mechanism and move their exhibitions and art events to apartments. This was called apartment art or apt art. And so in order to abstract from this uh, abstraction from history, we decided to uh, put our six objects into a hotel room, which is um, uh, an abstract living environment that can act as a common denominator of all living environments that uh, uh, people of uh, our at least developed world uh, nowadays live in. Um, and it was also to stress that uh, hacks are really all around us. It's just uh, a normal thing. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just a normal thing. I, for I us. found your pr way of presenting this quite quite impressive because at first I thought, well, how can you how can you exhibit something like the GPL and in a way it's not possible so uh, by putting everything in the hotel room what's even more important by explaining everything yourself so people come and they're not just walking through this room and have a look and, and read some sheets that are hanging out there are none uh, instead they are getting there in a group and one of you you are doing it uh, Marcel is doing it other people are probably doing it as well I don't know no, uh, I explained you, you two are doing it so you just explain what you just explained here in the podcast to the people who are coming in a group of, of 10 people which yeah. is a very intense uh, very intense atmosphere That's yeah and there, I mean. is a, there are different ways of, of in a way uh, understanding this project uh, or, or participating in this project uh, there is also a, a a reader that we've published with contributions of uh, local and international authors. It's a bilingual English creation reader with uh, text from Jona um, Brucker Cohn, uh, Mackenzie Wark, Ognien Sterpich, uh, Benjamin Michael Hill uh, from Debian Project, uh, myself and Marcel. Um, and people can uh, also go to uh, the web page of the project www.systemhack.org uh, where they can post their, f their favorite hacks or where they can also uh, read the text, download uh, the book or comment or whichever they propose want Propose other hacks in, uh, for a sequel to this uh, I don't know it doesn't have to be a sequel in physical terms. It can be uh, just a uh, long continuous uh, lesson in uh, alternative history of technological innovation that we can have on this place, which is called www.systemhack.org. Mm -hmm. It's also a very well-designed booklet. Yeah. I, I heard the designer is also quite well-known in Croatia, is that right? Yeah, Ruta. Ruta, yeah. So, yes, Tom, I think we, um, we made it now the second time we're doing this podcast because the first time I fucked up the recording. So thank you uh, very much for um, going through this uh, with me one more time. 
Um, anything else? Well, there's the, the homepage of the Multimedia Institute, which is uh, mi2.hr. It's mostly in Croatian. Yeah. Um, there are some other uh, project related stuff, some we, we already dropped here and that's going to be in the show notes. So if uh, you want to look up the projects that are being done here in Zagreb, just go to chaosradio.ccc.de and look up the show notes for this show. They are also contained in the lyrics section of the mp3 file you're just listening to. Um, so yeah, Or just come around if you are in Zagreb. Yeah. Right. And if you come by. Prado to 18 or just write to mi2 at mi2.hr and we'll meet. Yeah, that's something I can only recommend. I've been here for almost a week now and uh, it's uh, it's a very uh, lively place. There's always uh, something going on and also uh, Zagreb is absolutely um, recommendable and the weather is great, Yeah, <laughs> I must admit. And the pizza as well actually and the coffee. Okay. Uh, quite a lot of things to discover here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. If you have any recommendations for Chaos Radio, so send email to chaosradio at ccc.de or also if you just want to complain or add something to it. And I think that's it for now. Thanks again, Tom. Thank you, Tim. And uh, goodbye to all the listeners. Uh, I hope uh, you will hear from us soon again. Happy goodbye. hacking. <laughs> Happy hacking. Goodbye. Thank you.